Welcome to The Rank with John and Zach. I'm John. I'm Zach. We've been friends since Cub Scouts, and now 30 years later, we decided to start a podcast where we'll be ranking anything and everything. You know, the natural progression of events for millennials. You're probably wondering what credentials we have to rank anything. Well, we don't have any. If you disagree, <laughs> join the discussion at Twitter at, at the Rank Podcast, on our website at therankwithjohnandzach.com, or email us at therankwithjohnandzach at protonmail.com. You can also support us on Patreon at the Rank Podcast. And remember, please rate, review, and subscribe so we can keep this thing going. Anyway, enjoy the show. Sorry. I don't know why okay. I would mess around like, oh, you're testing your instruments? How about I fuck <laughs> with you? Well, as long as you don't do that at the hospital, you know? <laughs> yeah, right? What's this EKG thing do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, that costs $30,000. And you're like, oops. <laughs> oh, That's keeping him alive. Not anymore. <laughs> this guy's iron long. Looks, looks fun to mess with. Oh, uh, I'm a prankster. <laughs> Upload you that to you, YouTube and get and go viral. Views. It's just a prank, bro. A guy's dying. Yeah. <laughs> Chill out, man. Anyway, so let's let's do the uh the best wrestler entrance songs. Yes, indeed. I had fun with this. Did you have fun with this? Well, I had a hard time with it because um it was it, it was a little hard finding some of the 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 songs by which I mean like. I'd find them, but they'd be like buried in like top 50 wrestler songs of all time. And it's like, I don't want to listen to, you know, five fourths of these. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's that's the same trouble that I had. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I definitely have some most of like pretty much all of mine are from a certain era. <laughs> yeah. Oh, same. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly the same. We're we're showing our age, I'm sure, on this list because <laughs> uh, that's the way it is. You know, they say that everyone's everyone thinks the best era of baseball was whenever they were eleven. Yeah, well, that's because 1994 was the best era of baseball. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> when it just stopped, especially the end of the season. That was yeah, Whew, that World Series. That was a good one. It was the best one since 1904. <laughs> the best one in 90 years. <laughs> that's right well let's let's uh let's dive right into it dive right um, in well i think i went the wrong direction because um i i did like entrances more than the actual songs you know what i mean i struggle with that too and i so i think that's okay okay because okay, good. it's it's all part it's all the same you know mm-hmm. i know we said entrance songs but it's yeah it's some of them some of the ones i picked like the song is kind of secondary though like right so I, as long I, as me that's too. okay me too okay good that works then so uh, i guess I, I guess i'll start then but um i would like to do an honorary mention first just way quick and then maybe i don't know what we want to do after that but i'm um, just going to mention triple h really quick okay. and you might you might have him on the list there but <laughs> the, the, the thing that i like about him is that he uh has like four or five different entrances over his career yeah and, i know and theme songs because he he was always triple h somehow but well except like, for when he was hunter hurst helmsley exactly just like you did you, you did he go to the same club as you um yes <laughs> I, I met him in greenwich 
Oh, of course. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, but, you know, that that's actually my favorite of his because I think it's a good character. And then, like, you know, you just move through so many iterations. And um, in his the game era, I was looking, like, toward the end of his actual wrestling career. And I guess he's, like, chairman of the W. I don't even know what. Oh, yeah. On. He's, like, the he's the big guy. So you haven't heard about that? We should we should do a quick discussion on this. Cause... Yeah, because I'm I'm really lost in a lot of this. So so you know he married Stephanie, Vince's daughter. I didn't right? know that actually in real life. Not in... Yeah, in real life. Not... When when they were showing that in like TV, that was because in real life mm-hmm. they they were like a thing. Okay. Well, it didn't start out that way. Like so, it started out like he was, you know, like he kidnapped her in one of the storyline. <laughs> I don't really remember. Exactly. Grandma, but, Grandpa, how did you meet? Well, Grandpa <laughs> fake kidnapped me. It was fake, though. It was fake. <laughs> um, but yeah, then you know they so they ended up spending a lot of time together and developed <laughs> an affection and all because of the kidnapping and all. Right, exactly. And then um, you know Stockholm syndrome, this that leads one thing leads to the next. Um, so the, yeah, they ended up uh, you know having a relationship, getting married, and um, and then you know then he really got Vince's ear, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and actually he's, he's got creative ideas. So, um, so he's the one who started NXT. Do you know NXT? I've heard of it. And like, I get, is it like the minor leagues or something? Yeah. It's basically like the minor leagues of WWE. Um, and I don't honestly know that much about it, but the, the wrestling, you know, community out there, they think NXT is the best one. This is before AEW came out and all that kind of stuff. NXT was like the best option. You know, better than Raw and SmackDown. Is it, was it like real wrestling or something? Yeah, yeah. I always get so annoyed with that because it's like, yeah, but you're here for the show. Like, yeah, yeah. You're not here for the sport, otherwise you'd watch a sport. Right. Exactly. Like, I get no so offense. annoyed when they're like breaking down matches. They're like, well, that was a great match and it lasted thirty minutes, and I'm like, I don't need a thirty minute match. Yeah. You know, like I, I can appreciate the acrobatics and everything, but like yeah. the psychology of the match it's supposed to bring you places, right? It's not supposed to be like, let's show off my athleticism uh, and let's have 40 false finishes and, and then have the real one. You know, I will, that's admit not a good match to me. I do like some of like the more technical aspects of it. Like when um, there were certain wrestlers when we were watching that were very much like, they were like the technical wrestler and like, and like they presented it like he was like, he was an actual, you know? Yeah. I like that too. But that only goes so far, and you know we are all there for the theatrics of it. But well, right. But but their point on having a, a like a, a real match or whatever is like the mm-hmm. high flying and like. Oh, I see. I you know see. what I mean? I'm like, but that's not to me. That's just, you know, you have to suspend your disbelief to believe that they're actually hurting each other, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you really have to suspend it when they're just like doing all these crazy things that would clearly kill people, yeah, you know, or exactly. seriously damage them anyway. And they're just like, Oh, I kicked out on two and a three quarters. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, make sure I'll get all the wrestling community mad at me. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> they seem, they seem reasonable. Yeah. But anyway, so then triple H, he starts that. And, um, and Stephanie is like the lead brand person. So he Triple H is like the head of NXT. She's the lead brand person for WWE and Vince is still the chairman, right? Then Vince gets caught diddling all these girls, women, I guess I should say. But, but he was like paying out millions of dollars in payoffs. That's how oh. they got 
he That's got nice. figured out. I don't even think I ever heard that. It was um, somewhat recent. I mean, like in the last year and a half or so. Oh, okay. So he uh, he stepped down as chairman. Mm -hmm. And then um, Stephanie and um, some other guy got named co-CEO. And Triple H got named like the head of product mm -hmm. or something. So he was he was head of creative, I think, uh -huh. or something. I don't know. He he was basically in charge. Um, but then Stephanie was like, "Yeah, I'm all done being CEO." Mm -hmm. And then Vince came back in, and he was like, "Yep, I'm chairman again." And mm -hmm. then they sold to UFC, mm -hmm. oh. the company that owns UFC. That that was like pretty recent. Yeah, I saw that they were selling. That's the company that owns UFC. So now it's. They own so, both actual yeah. fighting and fake fighting, and I don't mean fake. Correct, fighting. Yeah, we should be careful with the word fake, right? Because wrestlers right. hate that. But, um, but yeah, so they own both now, which is okay. interesting. So yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff that probably doesn't matter for wrestling entrances, but um, <laughs> you know. no, I, I was just saying, yeah, Triple H is. I saw him in like in a suit and tie, you know, talking about business, and I was like, damn. I can't do one thing well, you know. <laughs> These guys who branch out and well, we've got people who branch out and do thirty things well, you know. I'm enormously muscular and athletic and uh, tough, and also I fucking you know run a business. I'm like I can't do any of that. So whatever. He's so a anyway, Renaissance wrestler. Yeah, shout out to him, the the Renaissance man. That'd be a cool wrestler. I know, but then he'd have to replace Danny DeVito. Oh, I you know I've watched that movie like a number of times. I used to like it. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it once. I don't remember it at all. I used to watch it like every time it came on Showtime. I'd be like, oh, really? Man, I like this movie. <laughs> it was probably not that good a movie. Yeah, maybe it is. We'll have to rank it someday. Uh, it's not an action movie, though, so we'll have to wait until we get the maudlin teacher movies and <laughs> we can rank that in Mr. Holland's opus. And Dangerous Minds. Oh, I forgot all about Dangerous Minds. Excellent. Oh, this is great. Uh, maybe can we can we put um, Stand By, or what's the name of the, um, Lean On Me? one with uh, Morgan Freeman where he's the really rather cruel principal but he does get them into shape <laughs> I don't know that one but we could do coach Carter oh you know what this is a great this is great remember the Titans so anyway wrestler intros theme songs <laughs> <laughs> we're getting a bit far afield now um yeah so let me go to my number 10 this is somebody it. that you're gonna know actually wait did you say so Triple H is your honorable he's my mention. honorable mention and then I could do my number 10 really really quick my number 10 is one specific entrance, which is why it's only number 10. It's not the general entrance or the general music. And that's at WrestleMania, I think, three, when Andre the Giant came out. Um, oh, and he was in the uh, little tiny ring? He's in a little tiny ring with Bobby the Brain Heenan. And for some reason, that, when I was growing up, was I like I always wanted to watch that when I was a kid. Because they'd Me show too. clips of it. And I was like, where can I see that? And like now you can just jump online or whatever, but... Back then, it was it was tough, and uh, that that moment like remains etched in my memory. Is like that looked like wrestling, you know what I mean? Like, and I wanted yeah. Andre the Giant on here. Look at all these people! Is the main event of the evening? It is for the World Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Championship, scheduled for one fall, with a one-hour time limit. First, the challenger. Accompanied by his manager, Bobby the Brain Heenan. He hails from Grenoble in the French Alps. He weighs 520 pounds. 
The Giant. And it almost doesn't you know, matter. He was I thought player. Under the Giant so many times. I'm like, but I mean, I don't even remember what his music is. Yeah, now. I don't either. I think it was just generic pump, you know. He's Andre the Giant. <laughs> Nobody's saying, you know. Uh, I wish that that was his entrance. <laughs> With back. no musical accompaniment, just you <laughs> acapella. <laughs> one person acapella at one time. Yeah. <laughs> um. So my number 10 is actually Finn Balor. I don't know who that is. I, know, I knew you wouldn't. <laughs> um, I, so I guess to the listener, you should, you should know that um, our wrestling history, Zach yeah. and I. So <laughs> Zach and I both watched wrestling as kids. You know, I think you, you were more of a fan of the Ultimate Warrior, and I was a, a Hulkamaniac. Uh-huh. Do I have that right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, and then for me... When Hulk left, I like stopped watching when he went to yeah. WCW and went to do Thunder and Paradise or whatever that show was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you had stopped watching too, but I don't think it had anything to do with Hulk, right? Yeah, it was just sort of drifting out of yeah the age. So then four years later, you and I are hanging out, or yeah, it was like summer of 97. And um, I was like, you know, I, I, I sort of miss wrestling you know mm-hmm. like it was yeah. just a fun thing to watch and you're like well they used to have a show on monday nights because it was summertime so you were hanging over on hang, you were sleeping over at my house on monday yeah and um and you were like let's let's see what it's like and we put it on and it was just like the heart foundation was out in the ring and they were like berating steve austin and hitting him with a chair and then this other guy got beat up and his head's bleeding and we're like things have changed <laughs> pretty much so you then, know, I, I don't remember. I, I remember that exact moment of like the Heart Foundation and everything. So I know I, I don't remember where I saw it, but apparently I saw it there. I couldn't tell you. But yeah, no, we were watching it together. We were both just like, "What the what the hell? What was happening? Since when is there blood and like cursing and <laughs> like beating each other with furniture?" Yeah, I mean the chairs have always been kind of a thing, but it was yeah. it was more severe mm-hmm. than that one. Um, so then we we started watching again. Mm. And then of course, you know, I think probably 3 or 4 years after that, we were kind of all done. Mm-hmm. And you have continued to be all done. Yeah. I'm guessing, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, I had a kid in 2018 and uh-huh. uh that made me nostalgic uh-huh. for all things my history. So I I started watching wrestling again. Uh, probably the first year he was alive, I was I was watching it. Um I actually went to WrestleMania. Did you? Yeah. When it was in uh yeah, in Giant Stadium. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. Yep. So I went to WrestleMania, but um, you know, it waned again for me. Yeah. So uh but Finn Balor is a wrestler from that era. Mm-hmm. So of, of the past few years, right? So um he he is like sort of a normal guy and he's really small actually. Uh, by wrestling standards. I was going to say, I bet he's enormous. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, um, but then he has like this demon persona. Okay. So he's like like a crazy amount of makeup and everything. Or mm-hmm. paint, paint, I should say. I don't think it's makeup. Um, and he looks like badass, but his the, the music for him mm-hmm. is like this heartbeat that like slowly builds. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's pretty... 
kind of badass. It's one of the better um, wrestling entrance music themes. I just looked up some pictures of him. I'm seeing both normal him and is it like is it two separate characters or is it like the demon persona comes out? You know when he's... the demon persona come comes out. Okay, that's pretty cool actually. Yeah. Like so like if he's normal him and he's like not doing well, yeah. Then the next time he has a match with that, but I remember specifically there was one of the first times I saw him. I didn't really think much of him. I was like, okay, who's this tiny guy? And he was yeah. fighting. Fighting, he was you know wrestling Baron Corbin, who's um actually a really good villain. Um, mm -hmm. people hate him and they're like, No, he sucks. And I'm like, No, you think he sucks, yeah, that's... because he's so good at being a villain. I think that's the point, yeah, yeah. And I'm not sure why people don't get it. Um, but anyway, so he uh, he's like huge, he's like 6'6 six, six or something, you know, mm -hmm. he's a big guy. So Finn looks pretty small next to him, but then there was a pay-per-view event that I watched and Finn Balor comes out as the demon. And I hadn't seen that before. I was like, mm -hmm. what the hell is this? And Baron Corbin is just terrified mm -hmm. and he beats him in like three seconds. I mean, it's just like a squash match. You know? Yeah. 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 It made him look like such a badass. I'm like, Oh, I like this guy. That's good. That's actually the way you describe it. That's a fun gimmick that like, you know, it's a little bit like, um, you know, the way they used to have Shamrock go crazy. Right, exactly. Except this sounds actually a lot more fun because it's like a like not just oh he snap and then it's over like this is a whole production. Yeah, well because yeah. because he can't just on suddenly put on the makeup. Right? Yeah, exactly. Or the the paint. I wonder if he would be upset if I'm be calling it. Makeup. <laughs> it's not makeup. It's man up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, who's your number nine? My number nine, and I'm starting to feel really unqualified to do this because I don't know who like 90 percent is like just looking up like wrestlers, and I don't know who any of them are. Yeah, um, and all so all of mine are from either when we were kid kids or from I guess what they call the Attitude Era. Um, right. I don't, know, I don't know any other era. There's the Colonial Era, and I don't know what else. There's the New Generation, which we also oh. liked. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so there was like the classic WWE era, then there's the yeah. new generation, and then there's the attitude era. Oh, okay. And then so there's some... like go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I have I I have people probably from those three eras, you know, right. whatever, whatever most, you're that's what most of mine are. Yeah. And also I don't think I have a single person who wasn't in WWF at the time. And I'm just gonna call it WWF because I'm not gonna remember to call it WWE. I know I wrote WWF and all my things, and I'm like, huh, I don't know. Are they gonna are they gonna like edit it out? Is the World Wildlife Fund gonna come after us? Yeah, they're gonna send that panda. <laughs> Walk into the room and the panda's sitting in a chair in the dark. Well, if they send a panda, I'm gonna send Tug Speedman. Oh goodness, um, enjoy. <laughs> but anyway, where was I? Miss number, yeah, number nine. I put Mister Perfect because I enjoy. Oh, that's good. I enjoy his persona of like he's good at everything. I swear to God, I remember a promo that 
and like i love wrestling promos that's the thing like the the like pre-taped ones that like show like mm -hmm. their lives and i remember one where mr perfect is doing everything like because he's supposed to be good at everything so like he's doing archery he's doing horseback riding i swear he's doing like tennis or squash or something and he's winning at all of them and i love it and uh if i remember his entrances it was mostly just him walking down being arrogant but it was it just fit everything so perfectly like he was excellent at portraying the like arrogance but also like you like it you know yeah because yeah. it's like just a given that he's perfect he's not even rubbing it in your face it's just what do you want i'm perfect Okay, so two things here. Mm -hmm. um, I can't remember who it was that came up with the Mr. Perfect gimmick, mm -hmm. but it was because they were talking about this guy, Kurt Hennig. Mm -hmm. They were going to bring him in, and then they were thinking about what gimmick to give him, and, and they were talking about him. And I think it was Pat Patterson was like, he's just good at everything. He does. He's perfect. He does everything perfect. He's amazing, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, yeah. so I'm not doing a great Pat Patterson. No. I think he's French Canadian. Yeah. I think I made him Mario. Um, he's perfect at everything. <laughs> he does but, no make most mistakes. <laughs> but that's that's how the, the name came about was because of him talking about him that way. Mm -hmm. But so shout out to another podcast. There's something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. Mm -hmm. Bruce Pritchard was the guy who did he produced all those vignettes. Oh yeah. Yeah, and he loved him. He talks about him at length in, in a Mr. Perfect episode or something. Should go um, listen to, I should go listen to the Mr. Perfect episode and maybe learn about the one I'm remembering where he's you know doing all these unrelated to wrestling activities. I haven't listened to the podcast in a while, um, but I used to listen to it like kind of I, – I really – it has good content. Um, so anyway. I would love if they, if this intro just had more increasingly ridiculous things that he's good at. You know, like he's winning a chess tournament and then he's operating like brain surgery. <laughs> well, they did a whole bunch of them, so <laughs> it would be funny to imply that he can that he can perform surgery or just <laughs> flat out state that he can perform surgery. So anyway, what's your number nine? Well, my number nine is actually John Cena, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and what I think is funny about John Cena is he's like so he's polarizing in the wrestling community, you know, okay. like they like, Oh, John Cena, he like ruined wrestling or whatever, like stupid shit. Like, yeah. He's like supremely popular, but sure. He ruined it. Um, do they have I a was, reason for that? Or is it? Oh just yeah. Like, you know, he's not good at wrestling or, you know, oh, he's yeah. just like that. Who, who gives a shit, you yeah. know, like Hulk Hogan wasn't necessarily great at wrestling either. Yeah. Like I know, kids loved John Cena, and I know like he has that that record for most Make a Wish grants grantings. So well, you know, yeah. so you know what I I see it as it's like, you know, people who like indie music, yeah, and then that band becomes popular, and yeah. they're like, ah, they were good before they were popular. Yeah, that's wrestlers too. That's the wrestling community with wrestlers. So they they like them when people don't know about them that well, and then once they become popular, they can't like enjoy the success. 
I, I will admit that I can be like that with indie music. So I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll defer, but yes, I know what you mean. Yeah. I just, you know, to me, I, 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 I relish in the success of people that I've, or people or bands or whatever that I'm like, yeah, they made it. So, you know, good for them. That's so awesome. But anyway, John Cena, what I think is funny is that the overlap of the times I wasn't watching, I missed his entire career. I've never seen him wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> Just, he happened to wrestle in the, in the little bits that you didn't watch. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, there's a big, pretty big chunk from like 2000. To, That's very true. But you had to come 2018. You hadn't come back yet. Right, exactly. Um, but I mean, his the riff, uh, you know that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's like iconic. I mean, that's that's memed like crazy. So, uh -huh. um, just for the fact that it's so recognizable, I, I I put them on the list. People on like you know like on Reddit or whatever, if they want to you know signal that they're talking about John Cena, all you have to do is put the trumpet emoji like a bunch of times. Yeah, <laughs> and as long as the context isn't completely out of nowhere, people will know you mean that stupid John Cena. And I don't mean stupid; I mean hilarious and great. But you know what I mean. <laughs> All right, so what's your number eight? My number eight is uh, an, a little bit of an older one, more like Andre the Giant uh, era, but I picked the Birdman Coco Beware. Oh, I love the Birdman. I don't remember his music, though. It's just kind of funky and... I remember him flapping his arms all. But he he flaps his arms. He has a bird. Yeah. I don't know why. Um, I've been to a couple of wrestling things, including one here in Poughkeepsie. Um, I don't even know what year it was. I was a child, but um, we went and um, the main event was uh, the big boss man versus uh, the Mountie in a steel cage match. Um, the big that boss sounds man. amazing. It was really great, which it was a lot of fun because uh, my my younger brother's favorite wrestler at the time was the Big Boss Man, so it was really exciting to see him. And of course, the Big Boss Man won. But um, but anyway, uh, Birdman Coco Beware was one of the guys at that match. Uh, you know, he had a he, you know he was earlier in the bill or whatever, and I like didn't know who he was, but it was just so fun that he was a fucking bird. Apparently, <laughs> he he was a bird, but he also has a bird, and um, I don't really get it. And I love some of these wrestlers who you think Coco Beware would be like enough of a gimmick, but he also has to be the Birdman. I just yeah, <laughs> it's it's a little bit like Brutus the Barber Beefcake. You think Brutus Beefcake would be good enough, but no, he's also a barber. I don't know where. <laughs> I love that stuff. Or Greg the Hammer Valentine, who was also at this event. I remember thinking, well, he's kind of boring. Although he actually had the cool hammer hammering noise at the beginning of his music. Well, he's one of those technical wrestlers. Oh, yeah. Well, he's boring as a kid. No, who cares? Oh, also at this event was IRS, which is great. I don't know if you remember him. Erwin R. Scheister, of course which I is, remember. Which is rather anti-Semitic now that you know. <laughs> I know. I almost don't like saying it, but I liked the... Uh, he, he, he came into the ring and he's like, all you people in Poughkeepsie, don't pay your taxes. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> um, well, Coco Beware. So, I, you know, I used to have those 
those like those little wrestlers, figures, wrestlers yeah. yeah. I always wanted Coca Beware. He was like such a rare one to find. I never awesome. got him. That's awesome. Um, but here's my number eight. Mm -hmm. DX. Oh, D like Generation uh, X. Yeah, no, absolutely. You think yep. you can tell me what to do? Are you ready? Hey, think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down. I just, I, I just know. I just know the break it down. Yeah. Um, it was a cool theme song, but it it felt so perfect for the age that I was. Absolutely. I mean, it was just, you know, now I like kind of look back at it and I'm like, you know, stuck in and all that. So I'm like, okay, that's kind of yeah. crass, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> but when I'm, you know, when I was 14, I was like, yeah, DX, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all I got for that one. <laughs> so uh, what's your number seven? Um, my number seven. You know, I'm looking at my list and I and I and I forgot somebody who I want to fit in now. So I'm trying to figure out if I should, if I can shuffle it at all. Let's talk to about somebody. Yeah, let's talk about DX a little bit longer. Um, no, that was great stuff, and it's one of Triple H's many iterations, really. At the end, right? Of the day. Well, that was that was the iteration that changed him from from being you know, the, the prissy Hunter yep. first Helmsley to it's because him and Sean were actually like good friends, mm -hmm. and he was dating China. Oh, I, I I knew that actually, um, and you know he's uh, he dates he dated China and then married slash kidnapped Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> Did he actually, kidnap her by hitting her over the head with like a club and dragging her off by her hair? That's how I'm imagining it. That's exactly how it happens. That's, that's what I thought. Um, so actually, so if you want to talk DX, you know the formation and everything, right? So Shawn mm -hmm. Michaels was kind of going crazy during mm -hmm. that time. Yeah, and he was like, I don't know if you remember this. I, I like really kind of vividly remember this because I remember just being like, what is happening? Mm -hmm. um, but he's like, JR is trying to interview him and he's like jumping up and like thrusting his penis in his face. And he clearly had like stuffed it. <laughs> you know, so I think I, like, I think I might remember that. I'm not sure. So another shout out to the, the, uh, um, something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard, that podcast. He mm -hmm. was talking about that. And basically that is the beginning of the attitude era. Mm -hmm. And because he was being reprimanded for going off script and being kind of a dick, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then afterwards, McMahon goes into the meeting and he's like talking to everybody and they're like pitching ideas. And he, he goes back to what just happened. Right. And he's just like, that's what we need. Attitude. <laughs> You know, I saw a uh, clip recently. I think it was much, uh, much more recent than when we were watching because I don't remember it. But it was Shawn Michaels and uh, and uh, um, Triple H, and they were mocking, you know, the McMahons. Mm -hmm. And uh, Triple H came out as Vince McMahon, and he sounded his his, his vocal, you know, was exactly like that. He's yeah. like, "I'm Vince McMahon," you know, like. <laughs> 
I don't know how you talk like that without it. So I fixed my list, by the way, whenever you want to actually move on. Okay, okay. Okay, so who's your number seven? My number seven is Lex Luger, but specifically the narcissist next Lex Luger. Oh, yeah, I remember the narcissist. I just, I just think it's another great... It's actually a little too similar to Mr. Perfect, maybe. I was getting, I was thinking of bumping one of them, but, I, you know, he would come out with the mirror that, like, beautiful women would hold, and he would yeah his own physique in the mirror, and he had, like, a Greek god thing going on. It's just a great gimmick, and... I, uh, uh, limited only by the fact that, like, why is he Lex Luger instead of you know, like Lex Luthor is a person, obviously, but he's Lex Luger. I never got that. Well, <laughs> but anyway, you know, what's funny about that is because uh, then they made him like the all American Lex Luger, right? Yeah, that's like not that, trying, well, that one's not as good. I don't like that one. Trying to push him as a baby face and everything. Yeah. But I remember that you and I, when we were rewatching some of the old stuff, we did kind of like it, especially mm -hmm. when he body slammed Yokozuna. Oh, yeah. If you remember that on the on the battleship, we thought that was uh -huh. pretty cool. But yeah, that was cool. Um, Lex Luger hated being the all American one. Like oh, he, he did not want to be the baby. He really liked the narcissist gimmick. Yeah, the heel stuff. The heel stuff, and so he was really disappointed that they made him change. And if that's I was, what prompted him to go back to WCW. Yeah, if I was a wrestler, I would want to be a heel. It just sounds seems so much more fun. It's like being the the villain in a movie. You know, it's just it's just a blast. It looks like. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a double edged sword, right? So maybe not anymore, because mm -hmm. now it's like just kind of expected that nobody is like nobody's kayfabing it really anymore yeah but um but back in the day i would think it would be kind of hard because then like in public you have to be a dick yeah that's true <laughs> it's like okay but on the other hand if you're a baby face you kind of have to be nice all the time so either way it's kind of like ugh. have you ever seen the footage of one of my one of my favorite wrestlers when we were kids was ultimate warrior if not my favorite but have you i've you know i've i'm sure you've heard the stuff about how he was a massive prick Oh yeah, everybody hated him. And I saw footage of he had apparently been like absurdly mean to some fucking kid who wanted his autograph. Okay. And like he told he told the kid to go fuck himself or something. And Vince McMahon made him record like an apology, like a like a promo apology. And um he's he's like struggling through being nice in the apology in this video. Really? He kept, yeah, he kept like trying to be like the ultimate warrior did something wrong and that's wrong. You shouldn't do that. You know, I need to be better, but like he kept, he kept stumbling and being like, this is fucking stupid. I don't want to do this. And it's like, okay, with the roid rage. Yeah. Ultimate yeah warrior. <laughs> so he apparently struggled occasionally with being nice in public. He could have been a better heel maybe than a face. So, Well, he also refused to sell for anybody. He was just, he was, you yeah. you should like look at all the stories that people tell about it. Bret Hart is, is a good one to, uh, mm -hmm. to listen to with that because he could not stand him. Yeah, um, I know Bret Hart was like one of the best at selling for other people. So yeah, well, so I'll do my number seven now. Mm -hmm. I think you'll like this Legion okay. of Doom. Oh yeah, with the um, with the what a rush. Yeah, it starts off. Ah, what a rush. <laughs>
Yeah, very cool. Um, and then the riff, you know? Yep. Yeah, um, that's one of the few. Sometimes these riffs are like way too generic, but that was really cool. And I love ones that start with like a cool phrase like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, Hawks yelling. But yeah, these guys were awesome. Another another one that had that kind of a, um, a history of, or uh, what do you call it? A reputation for not selling. Yeah, well. But I think people liked them more. Um, I, I like. I know a lot of people know them as the Road Warriors, though. No, yeah, I know. I used to see that. It's like, no, they're the Legion of Doom. I, I knew them as the Legion of Doom, so I don't care. It's right. Like, Same here. <laughs> they're um, the Legion. I, I watched WWF, not WCW, so they're the Legion yeah. of Doom. I think the Road Warriors was also like a uh, a nickname of theirs, almost like here are the Road Warriors, the Legion of Doom. Right. Exactly. And uh, I, I just love the idea that someone was sitting in a room going. Hmm, what should our wrestling costumes be? And they come up with football pads with spikes with on spikes them. Spikes on them. Because <laughs> why not? And then also, 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 I'll have a mohawk, but you'll have a reverse mohawk, so only the middle is shaved. <laughs> Which I would have to do because I, I have no hair in the middle of my head anymore. So I would have to be the reverse mohawk guy, which is also called male pattern baldness. And do you remember um, when um when they tried to like reimagine Legion of Doom and they brought in Sonny? And they had uh, draws or whatever become part oh, of the Legion of yeah, Doom. I do and remember they were the LOD 2000. No, that was it's stupid. not good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes these updates work. Sometimes they really don't. Well, what was happening there is that Hawk was like, he was like pretty deep into uh, addiction issues. No, oh, yeah. And, I do remember that. And he was, yeah, he was having trouble like keeping up. And so that's mm. why they brought in another guy and tried to keep it going. But yeah, oh, it didn't well. work. Well, what's your number six? My number six, I actually, uh, this is part of the where I had to fudge some things. So my new number six is a little bit of a strange one, maybe, but Vince McMahon. No chance that's what you got. Up against a machine too strong. Pretty politicians by a souls for run song. Puppets. No chance. Yep. No chance in hell. I almost put him on here, actually. Well, I, I love... You know he's not on here. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I love... Well, I guess he actually wrestled, right? Yeah, he won the 1999 Royal Rumble. Okay, so <laughs> it's not as strange as all that. Um, so he just... He was like... He just and maybe remember we've complained that people think injecting steroids means your army automatically buff. Maybe that worked for him. Maybe he was just like inject. And no, then, he was like really into bodybuilding. I mean, I, I think he did. He definitely did steroids, but he was like super into bodybuilding. I know he had a bodybuilding um, company federation for a while there. Yeah, yeah, which, which is, did not work out. But uh, but yeah, no, he is, was super into bodybuilding. Anyway, so um, but I love him making himself a character because I remember earlier on like when we first started watching again this is probably like 1997 or something like that he was more like just on the sidelines he was Still an announcer yeah yeah and then like he sort of became involved with the things i guess probably with the bret hart shit um and then like i love and i don't like vince mcmahon as a person you know what i mean but i love his instincts of saying hey it seems like people don't like me very much so I'm going to lean into this. I'm going to lean the fuck into this and it's going to be an amazing storyline because people are going to hate me. And um his being able to sell like it's 
he's as good a wrestling figure almost as an owner because he was able to get out there and be a fucking heel and everyone despises him. So I love it, you know? Yeah, no, he was he's the best heel probably that has ever existed in WWF. Mm-hmm. Ever. Um, they try to bring him back out and do stuff like that, I think, still. And it just it just it never it never hits the same way, you know. Yeah. Because well, now it's like everybody is just like, Yeah, we know it's wrestling, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So and I, part I, of I it sort is... of miss the mystique of kayfabe. True, true. And but I feel like also part of it is the he had a big uh, rivalry with a couple of the big stars at the time, and they were able to really sell, like, you know, Stone Cold and DX. They were able to really sell hating him. Yeah, exactly. Well, Stone Cold, I mean, is one of the best um, crowd workers of mm-hmm. all time. I mean, yes. But, all right, well, my number six is Bret Hart. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And I know, so, like, at first glance, it's kind of a generic theme yeah, song. Yeah. But like you always knew it was him because he had that, that, that yeah, sliding then, kind of riff, whatever it is. You know. Yeah, I just you know I think that riff is really is really cool. But yes, yeah, the I kinda, slide. I kind of thought about putting him on mine. He feels kind of boring to me. I kind of like his like get up and everything. The I like the fact that he uses pink. It's just really neat. Uh, yeah, like it's it's a it's a bold choice, but whatever it works. And um, his those weird those weird futuristic glasses he used to have were a lot of fun. And I like that he used to give them to kids. But well, he's just he's just like no personality for me. So he's like you have to appreciate his wrestling ability, and I I just don't care. Well, so it's interesting, right? Because when I got back into wrestling when when Lyndon was born, mm-hmm. I subscribed to the WWE Network, right? Mm-hmm. And it had everything. I mean, you could just access everything, which mm-hmm. is really cool. But one thing that I did was I decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to go through and watch all the pay-per-view events mm-hmm. from like WrestleMania 1 until now. And I, mm-hmm. I, I was not able to get through them all. <laughs> um, before I lost interest, but not because it was like bad or anything, but, but it's anyway, doing that, yeah, it's just a lot. Um, but doing that, I was like, man, Bret Hart is like the shit. Every match that I watched of his was just good. Every single one. Like you, you could have misses with some of the other wrestlers where it was like, wow, this is a boring match or, you know, eh, that's not great. But every time Brett had a match, I was like, okay, I'm like super into this. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if like that newfound appreciation for Bret Hart puts yeah. him higher on this list for me, but uh, you know, whatever. No, yeah, I get it. I don't know. He's, he's one of those people I could just never get into. Well, if we ever start ranking, uh, you know, <laughs> whatever in wrestling, yeah. uh, and we we watch some of those pay per views or whatever, I, I think you'll have a, a newfound appreciation for him. We'll see. Maybe yeah, it'll turn we'll into see. one of those things where people tell me I need to be into it, and I just hate him more and more, no matter what. I, as I said that, I was like, I should have never said that to Zach. <laughs> You'll like him or regret it. And I'm like, I will never like. That'll be my wrestling, uh, my wrestling storyline. <laughs> that all the other wrestlers are trying to get me to like Bret Hart, and I'm just like, no. <laughs> all right. So, what is your number five? Number five is Kane, which. 
I'll tell you, I uh, like the storyline with Kane a lot. It's just, I think it could, it, you could make like a decent enough horror movie out of it. Um, you know, that, that the undertaker burned down the funeral home where they were kids. They thought <laughs> yeah. he was dead and Paul bearer comes out and he's like, they were teasing Kane for a while. And um, like your brother is still alive, and the Undertaker was, and then Kane finally comes out. He's like, the entire getup is really cool, and the fire and everything like that. And I love seeing the Undertaker like upset that Kane was alive because the Undertaker doesn't show emotion, so that was very effective. And I love the fact that it's like a take on the Undertaker's thing, but different enough. Yeah, because it's yeah. like more emphasis on fire, the hellfire and brimstone. Do you remember One, where they introduced him? Um, may, probably not, but I'll probably remember it when you say. It was the first ever Hell in a Cell between Undertaker and Shawn Michaels at Bad Blood. Really? Yeah. I, Kane shows up, he rips the door off of the Hell in the Cell, uh -huh. and then that's how Shawn Michaels gets the victory over Undertaker. Damn, I didn't, I didn't realize that. I remember that happening, and I, re I remember wishing that I had seen it. But. Anyway, yeah, that... So I yeah, that's a really good match. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I it was just before we started really watching the pay per views. Exactly. So we like knew we were watching wrestling at that point, but we hadn't weren't buying the pay per views. Yeah. And when we saw that was actually why. So I, I don't know if you like remember this, but like bad blood happened, and they were like showing pictures because you know they used to show pictures yeah. of the pay per views just, and not just, just the still photos. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like so angry that we missed it mm -hmm. and i i like convinced my mom like please get the pay-per-view i'll have everybody bring over five dollars so, pay, oh, so it pays for it is that how that started because that was a great idea yeah that's how we that's how we, then our first ever pay-per-view that we got was survivor series 97 uh -huh. which is like one of the most famous pay-per-views of all time i don't remember it <laughs> that's the screw job oh is that we saw that live yeah that was our first that was our first ever pay-per-view that we purchased well, and sure. watched collectively. Yeah. Ex excellent work, everyone. Another we were all Michaels just like, thing. what just happened? <laughs> and Bret Hart's like, you know, signaling WCW as it, as it goes off of air and everything. I was like, what the fuck just happened? And then we yeah. never saw Bret Hart again. Not being tuned into the behind the scenes stuff on that was confusing as fuck. You know? Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> I mean, like, and you know, people, the people like, maybe this was, Maybe I was just like a stupid kid, but I have no idea that Vince McMahon was actually the owner of the company. Yeah, I don't think I knew either. I think because like they say that stuff, even if, you know, it's like it doesn't mean he's actually, I don't know. You know what I mean? I mean, I believed it once it's like they were saying it, but like, I, you know, I just thought he was a, a ring announcer. I didn't yeah. think anything of him. I thought well, I they, was like, well, what do we care about this fucking guy? Yeah, they, they presented him as just a dude, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um. So anyway, sorry, I might have hijacked that a little bit, but that's no, no, just no. a cool little bit of our our wrestling watching history. So I'll do my number five. And uh, I don't know. So to me, this is iconic. Mm -hmm. And if I hear it, I can go along with it every single time. So I'm tempted to just do the intro mm -hmm. and see if you know who I'm talking about. 
Oh, you didn't know? Uh, uh, what were they called? The New Age Outlaws. That's, That's right. You got it. Yeah. Um, the Road Dog, Jesse James. The Badass, the badass Billy Gun. That's it. Right. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody. That was a good one because, like, you got to do it along with them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I feel like so many of the theme songs that I was looking up from now are so unmemorable. Exactly. They're so generic. That Yeah, that one, like, they were interesting enough, but, like, that one sticks with you no matter what. So I mean, they were literally a baby face that you wanted to root for because mm -hmm. of their entrance. Mm-hmm. Because you just wanted to go. I mean, first of all, Road Dog was awesome on the mic. By the way, he's like one of the writers. He's like the head writer of SmackDown now. Jesse really? James. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> um, you know, I was actually thinking, like, does this even work? Because I have no, I don't remember the music at all. I just remember that entrance, and I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck it, it's iconic. I'm gonna I remember the dun, 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 dun. Oh it. yeah, that's right. I've forgotten about that. Well, well you, you better page know. somebody. I like the page somebody <laughs> one because you used to say different ones. You better call somebody, but like <laughs> paging was just out the door enough. <laughs> it was like an already antiqu antiquated reference. You better telegram somebody. <laughs> Pony Express. Well, what's your number four? My number four, I have to read here so I can figure out who my number four is because I changed <laughs> things around. Oh, my number four is um, I'm positive that he's on your list somewhere coming up, but Shawn Michaels. Oh, oh, H oh, Shawn. HBK, Heartbreak yep. Kid. Great stuff. Great theme song. I was looking it up. I guess Jimmy Hart wrote like almost all of these theme songs. I know. It's not incredible. But I mean, I, I love the, the 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 gimmick that you know he's like the you know the heartbreak kid, a ladies band, whatever, and yeah. the fact that he sings it himself. I, I do wrestlers sing their own theme songs anymore. No, I I missed I missed that so much. <laughs> not a great singer, but not a bad singer, really. At the end of the day, and uh, I liked when he would get to the ring and flex while the you know I don't even know how to describe the fireworks, the pyrotechnics yeah. would yeah. go off behind him. Yeah. Great stuff. I love it. Oh, man. Shawn Michaels had a great entrance. Um, you're, So that's your number four. My number four is another classic that I'm, I feel like is probably on your list, too, coming up. I know mm -hmm. there's not many spots left, but yeah, it's The Undertaker. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, so there's just something about that entrance music, right? It, it just evokes... It's it's so evocative, mm -hmm. and then it so perfectly matches with his character, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know. Um, and I just, I mean, you could hear that that first bong anywhere. You could be anywhere in the world. You hear that like beginning of the theme song. And you're like, are the lights going to go out? Mm -hmm. <laughs> just like waiting for everything to go dark. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing that you're being sort of hesitant right now because Undertaker is coming up soon. <laughs> yeah, he might he might be coming up on my list, so I might be uh, not saying quite as much. <laughs> so, all right, let's go to your number three. My number three, if I can find it, is oh, Stone Cold Steve Austin.
again, the music itself would probably be pretty generic by without anything else. But the glass breaking is so fucking cool. I know. I know. <laughs> Matches his whole like, you know, whatever the fuck he is. Like, just doesn't care about it. Well, it's, I, really, it's a perfect fit. Just like Undertaker. Exactly. And well, it's let, me, those ones, let um, me just throw this out there yeah. while you're talking, because my number three is also Stone Cold. So we can just talk oh, about it. Just number three is Stone Cold. That's yeah. that's how it works. <laughs> he averaged between us. He averages number three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah. Just that glass breaking. And then like if you watch clips of it, the glass breaks, crowd goes fucking nuts. It's, I know. It's the glass Every breaks. time. It's amazing. Yep. And I mean, I was a big. St I mean, when we started watching again, I was like, "Okay, this mm -hmm. this is my guy." Stone yeah, Cold. Cool. I mean, I think you felt the same way, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it was I mean, he was incredible. I mean, yeah, I I would I would go out on a limb and say he's probably the most popular wrestler of all time. Which mm -hmm. you know, you could debate between Hulk Hogan, The Rock, and John Cena and him probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I still think he ends up being number one. Yeah, it's I don't know, great great. Whatever the character, great job doing the character, you know, the everything, everything works, frankly. You'd think that I wouldn't necessarily love like a, he's like, oh, I'm trailer trash. I like beer. But like <laughs> the, the way it comes across works so perfectly. And then, um, and then there's a clip I saw online of him on his podcast drinking wine with The Undertaker, which is just the greatest thing ever. <laughs> Because Stone Cold actually knows his wine a bit. He's like, mm, this has great fruity undertones, you know? <laughs> he's actually, I mean, he's like a really fun interview if you've mm -hmm. listened to other interviews with him. Maybe we, um, maybe we can get him on the rank. Well, I would be entirely intimidated, but sounds well, great. We'd be, we'd be like, so Stone Cold, I like your wrestling. <laughs> I liked your black underwear. That That's was a good fun. choice. I like how you came out with black underwear and a vest. Really yeah. kind of gay, gay when you think about it. <laughs> um, and, and I say that as a compliment because. Well, you're, yeah, I get we won't get into anything. But, <laughs> but So the. Um, I also liked his jorts, by the way. He, he would often come out in the jorts. Well, so here was another, like, we started watching sort of after he became, not that long after he became like Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? Mm-hmm. Because his like defining moment was King of the Ring, um, I believe 1997. Mm -hmm. So it would have been like a couple months before we started watching it. Yeah, it was just before. Yeah, so it was like uh, that was when he was said the famous Austin, well, Austin 316 says, "I just whooped your ass." Yep. <laughs> and then Jake the Snake was never seen again. Yeah. Well, Jake, poor Jake the Snake, he's got a yeah. really sad story. Anyway, so what's your number two? My number two, we're really getting down there now, is Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Oh, Hulk Hogan, the Hulkster. The Hulkster, Hulkamania. That was like he was like. It's it's, it's this is like a like a best baseball is when you're 11 moment for me because we were children, <laughs> right? Exactly. And like there was no better than Hulk Hogan. He was um, very wholesome at the time. He's not now necessarily, <laughs> but at the time he was telling us to take our vitamins and pray before bed in a wholesome way, not a religious fundamentalist way, right? And right. there was Say your like, prayers and eat your vitamins, mm -hmm. brother. Um, I went to a, uh, a, a birthday party, sorry, when I was about this age, you know, little. And you were everyone was supposed to dress up as a wrestler, but no one could be Hulk except for the birthday boy. Really? 
Everyone <laughs> wanted to be. They were like, "I want to be Hulk," and they're like, "No, he's Hulk." That so, is hilarious. And to bring I would have been upset to, about that too. Exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, I got it, but I didn't know who to dress as other than Hulk. It's like your first, everyone's first instinct. Oh, I'll be Hulk. Yeah, but, I'll be um, Hulk Hogan. I mean, is there another wrestler? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's all anybody has. You're gonna laugh, but I actually ended up going as IRS. Did I you really? Little, so yeah, funny. I had a little short sleeve, uh, like you know, button up shirt and a uh, uh, clip on tie. And I think I think my parents found fake glasses without lenses in them or something. I have to say, if you know, if if the parents were like pedophiles, this is like the perfect <laughs> party to throw. Absolutely. Well, that was the thing. It was like, how can you dress up as a lot of these wrestlers? You know? Yeah, like so I'm going over here in my underwear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I got a speedo. I'm, I don't know, seven or something, but I'm in a speedo. Yeah. This this, by the way, was Chris Smith. Was it really? You went it to was. his birthday party, and he was a wrestling party. fan. He was a wrestling fan. He's. I went to Royal Rumble with him and Dan Gottlieb. Oh, really? The 1992 mm-hmm. one with one Ric Flair one. Mm-hmm. You went with them. I went with them. I don't. I would remember being so jealous of you that you got to go to that one. I don't really know why you invited me. It's just one of those things. I mean, we were friends, but I didn't feel like we were that close friends. Well, the thing is with you, Zach, I, I feel like you you never recognized how popular you were, especially in middle school. I guess you were like you were like the most popular kid in our grade in middle school. So odd to think, and you were just that. like, and I think it was in part because you were so aloof. Mm-hmm. You're just like, I don't. Okay, I don't care about you. <laughs> if only that worked today. I, I still don't care about any of these people. <laughs> yeah, I. But I was like jealous. I'd be like, no, he's my best friend. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and none yeah, of you yeah. like me. Yeah. Well, what the hell. <laughs> you're you're a strong personality. So <laughs> it takes I, especially back then. I know. <laughs> but uh, what was I saying? I don't know well, what I was saying. I think we're on to my number two. Your number two. Unless you had more, unless you had more no, about uh, the Hulksters. Like for me, no one is more popular because he was popular when I was a kid. So yeah, right. And by I, the way, yeah, uh, uh, dishonorable mention, Hollywood Hogan, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was painful to me to see him as a heel. What's with the spray-on beard? It was such a strange decision. So it wasn't a spray-on beard. Okay. Because well, I always thought it was too. It he was it was an actual beard. He just dyed it black. Okay, so even stupider in a way. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> like, did he dye his hair? I still remember what hair he had. No, he, he had he had you know white hair and <laughs> you know barely there, but like you know, but long. Like ben, the Benjamin Franklin look, you know. Exactly. So I don't know. Anyway, you're number two. Well, my number two is somebody you've already mentioned, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels. Okay, I figured that uh, we probably have the same, you know, top three, four. That's what I'm thinking too. So he was always so over the top of his entrances, like mm-hmm. you're describing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think him and Bret Hart were probably the two best workers, like mm-hmm. in ring workers that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it was like pick who is your Who's the better wrestler? Mm-hmm. I I would have a really hard time picking between them, but picking the entrances is easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Michael. yeah, he's obviously the better showman.
So what's your uh, what's your number one? My number one, you probably figured it out. The Undertaker. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> it's it's uh, difficult to come up with anything better because again, I like the story stuff. Like it's cheesy, but I like it. Uh, whoever came up with it deserves a medal. Um, probably he terrified me when I was a kid. He was fucking scary. Like he's, he's a scary looking scary. dude, and the 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 wide brim hat, all black. The lights going out was pretty much as iconic for me as the glass shattering or anything else because the lights would go out and it would be like fucking Undertaker. And then the bell ringing, fantastic yeah. stuff. It just fits so perfectly, works so well. I love like that they because like it's it's the idea he's an undertaker is stupid, you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he does an antiquated job from the eighteen hundreds, which mostly involves measuring people for coffins. I think I don't really know what else an undertaker would do. Um, but they made it into he's like undead. He goes to hell sometimes, rises from <laughs> he's impossible to kill. It's just incredible. And they even like leaned into it being really mystical at times. Right. He had, he had the acolytes, which was fucking. Yeah, he him. had that cult. Which they, was... took, they took Bradshaw and Farouk, which is like the randomest <laughs> two people of all time. <laughs> they got along really well, apparently. Well, I get that must be why. It just seems strange because Farouk's like, I'm a I'm a member of the black panthers nation of domination yeah now i'm with this white texan yeah exactly and we're following the undertaker in robes and chanting with like censors <laughs> and... i mean i it, it works though it works so well and um and i don't know if he was a good wrestler or not but like he wrestled for a long fucking time and yeah i think he was a pretty technically sound wrestler and he so. was all always intimidating even yeah. as he got fucking old another dishonorable mention though the american badass era of undertaker where oh, i don't like that era either i imagine that that's much closer to his personality i imagine yeah he of, wanted to try it that was why that thing happened that's what it seemed like and because like he's like well i like motorcycles and i'm a badass and everything like that and you know what i don't like so much is being dead um <laughs> But it's just he it goes from like the best gimmick of all time to something kind of dumb, and it's just right. such a downgrade. And I'm sorry, Mr. Taker, if you are out there and you're going, Hey, he's insulting my personality, I'm the American Bad. And also that song fucking sucks. So yeah. That's I all I got. Yeah, I agree with you on that. What's interesting, so I've got two two tidbits here mm -hmm. for you. One is that he was the most kayfabe wrestler of even that era. Mm -hmm. So like up until he retired, he refused to give interviews in as like himself. Yeah. Yeah. It was always, he was just the undertaker. To well, that works for the character really. 
to keep. I know, speech. but I mean that would work for any character mm -hmm. if they all like committed like he did. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, that, I'm not saying that they all should have. Done. That's a lot of commitment. I have to yeah. make. <laughs> um, but the other cool thing is that his original name when he first came out the first time mm -hmm. was Kane. Oh, really? Comma, Undertaker. Yeah. Oh, I see. Is and then this they got rid of the Kane part? Yeah. Is this where the rumors about Kane being the old Undertaker came from? Yeah, exactly. So, okay. Um, but but yeah. So, and the fact that he hurt Hulk Hogan when I was a kid, like oh. the fact that he like beat up Hulk Hogan easily, uh -huh. made me even more terrified. Like I, he, when he would come on the TV, I would be like, "Oh my!" Yeah, you know, yeah. he's an otherworldly force. It's fantastic. I can't, <laughs> I can't even deal with it. So my number one, mm -hmm. I feel like you could probably guess at this point. Uh, yeah, I think so. But it's Hulk Hogan. Okay, yep. <laughs> when it comes crashing down and it hurts inside, you gotta take a stand, it don't help to hide. If you hurt my friends, then you hurt my pride. And this, this pick is all about nostalgia for me. I mean, hearing that, I am a real American. I mean, I I could hear that now and feel uh, like I'm seven and giddy. Yeah, it, it works perfectly for him. I forgot to actually mention the music when I was talking about him. But yeah. <laughs> well, I was, a, I was a Hulk maniac through mm -hmm. and through. Um, mm -hmm. So... You, you, I can't tell you how how upset I was at Royal Rumble when we went and Hulk Hogan didn't win. I think it was yeah. Ric Flair who who eliminated him, and I was like, the entire ride back, we're like fucking Ric Flair. I know, I and he won the championship. Yeah, doing that, mm -hmm. and you remember so so that to go back to the Undertaker, the reason that um, they were fighting for the championship was because Undertaker beat Hogan. Mm -hmm. for the championship but then like some technicality or something they got or like hogan won it back or i can't mm -hmm. remember exactly what happened but they got yeah. stripped the the title got stripped and they were mm -hmm. like okay we're gonna put it up you know whoever wins the royal rumble will be the champion yeah and then fucking rick flair yeah which the people that watch wcw were like we're rick flair is the greatest you know we love rick flair but like for mm -hmm. people like me and probably you i'm like who the fuck is this guy i don't care about him <laughs> yeah well he came into wwf out of nowhere for me because as a kid and like i guess he was oh you know what i meant to put somebody on my list and completely forgot it doesn't matter um but rick uh he was in what 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 wrestling federation was he in before that wcw yeah um so he was like going back a while and like, I remember being a kid and them talking about him being a legend and everything. And it's like, I've never heard. Of him. I know that's how I, that's exactly how I feel. I'm like, okay. You say so. yeah. Um, yeah. But he was, but, uh, you know, NWA and then NWA yes. was WCW. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. It was called NWA at the time. I couldn't remember. Well, that's it. That's the, uh, that's the ranking of the best wrestler entrance songs. Those are the best. There's no other. I feel like our top four are mm. uh, 
kind of what you would expect it to be. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe throw in some new ones for people who know the newer ones, but that's pretty much that's pretty much going to be it. Actually, I think our top four was exactly the same because your number four was Shawn Michaels, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Shawn Michaels, yeah, so, Stone Cold, Hulk Hogan, Undertaker. Yeah. It was the exact same top four, except just switched around a little bit, except for Stone Cold, who was in the exact same spot. I, I bet, like, nine out of ten people our age, it would be exactly those four. <laughs> I, I was thinking about too. <laughs> what are you going to do? We're a product of our time. That's right. I'm not ashamed of it. That's I almost so put cool. Ultimate Warrior on the top ten, too, because he... I, he had a pretty cool entrance. I also almost put him on. He would run down, like yeah, you know, shake the, the ropes, shake you know, like headbanging and going yeah. nuts. That must be why he was such a crazy person. Because yeah. well, I guess a lot of people kept telling him like, stop sprinting to the ring. Yeah, you're gonna give yourself a heart attack. Totally blown up before the match even starts. You yeah. know. Yeah. And he would just be like, no. Yeah, he's, he's Charlie Hustle over there. Yeah, good old Pete Rose. Yeah. Hey, Charlie Hustle, that almost made my uh, top 10 list of sports figure nicknames. And, and I don't know if you remember Pete Rose coming out as the famous chicken. That's ridiculous thing. Because Kane was the big red machine and uh, Pete Rose didn't want, I don't know if that was why. <laughs> I didn't even make that connection. I wonder if that's why, but yeah. <laughs> it felt so random because they took the head off and it's like, it's Pete Rose. What is baseball legend Pete Rose? Is at this wrestling event as the chicken and cane it was very strange i don't know it's very it was a very odd decision i agree so thanks to our listener for listening again um glad we haven't lost you yet <laughs> um please join us next week when we are ranking the top 10 best birds mm. that's right for all you ornithologists out there mm. the best birds Birdman, and our our work. rankings are you know that's that'll be it that's that's the birds yeah that's that's the ranking really what you guys don't realize is that what happens is once we create the ranking for these birds all other birds become extinct there's a lot at stake here we need to yeah so tune in <laughs> find out what birds you won't be seeing anymore yeah i Bye. feel like i'm gonna have to put chicken on the list just so that we don't lose chickens well, we'll see. Because I like to eat it. I know you don't care. I'm going to strategically not put chicken on the list so no one can eat it. <laughs> this, this went weird. I went this <laughs> in a weird direction. Anyway, thanks again and goodbye. Bye. Well, thank Until you. Until you got annoyed. You know, that's my humor. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I get to the point where them. people are pissed at me, and I'm like, what's your problem? <laughs> like, weren't you going for this? <laughs>